the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. Perspective. Teaching. Conversation. This is Isaiah 61. Over the next half hour, you'll hear why the Lord provided those verses and how they can be used in witnessing, in the church, and in daily life as God's children. Now, here's your host of Isaiah 61 from Spirit of the Lord Church in North Minneapolis, Pastor Joe Sutton. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. This is Pastor Joe Sutton uh, uh, back again. Uh, had a little little break. Uh, went to our national conventions. As some of you may know, I'm a member of uh, the Foursquare uh, Church, and we had an international convention in Washington, D.C. And, uh, uh, of course, planes are never on time, and I didn't get back in time to uh, record my segment. But then also I came back from D.C. with a with a problem, man. I, I was in a soft mattress for a week. <laughs> and, man, I, and it my daughter, you know, and, and my daughters, I love my daughters dearly, but all of them are cheap. You know, she went and found some deal of a hotel and that mattress was horrible. And uh, I, I'm paying for it. My back is just killing me. And, uh, you know, and, and uh, so I'm just waiting to see what they can do for it. It's, it's getting better. You know, last Friday, I could hardly walk. Trying to get through the airport was an adventure. And uh, getting back home, and then uh, you know, so I've been resting and uh, trying to get things done, uh, sitting in the sunshine. But uh, for those of you who know what I mean, man, I appreciate the prayers, man. People, I remember Friday, man, I was just calling people because I'm I'm in D.C. by myself. I'm just calling folks, trying to find somebody to pray with me. Somebody, go please pray for, pray for my back. You know, what I mean, it's like, man, I need prayer and. uh and this this lady called me out of the blue, just called me just to ask me a question uh, about our concrete business. And uh, and then she ended up praying for me. And I felt so much better, got me through the airport experience and got me in there. But uh, uh, it's it's a it's, it's just a reminder about the, the frailty of man. You know, what I mean, when you look at that, your back and uh, it calls you calls you so much, much one area of your body hurting can just hamper the whole body and, and, and get to that point. You know, today I want to uh, talk to you about about worship, you know, just about, about worship in general. Worship has been a, a, a key part of my life and, and my development as a as a believer. Um, you know, that old saying that says music calms the savage beast and uh, it definitely keeps me calm, you know what I mean, because <laughs> I'm definitely a candidate for anger management, you know, but, but worship is our uh, has always had that effect upon me, you know. What I mean, just be able to sing songs and to uh, just to, to release that, that stress unto the Lord, and just to just to praise Him in, in songs has always been a release for me, and it's it's a key part of my life. If I'm not listening to talk radio, listening to the Word when I'm in my car, then uh, you know I'm listening to to, to worship music. You know, what I mean, I listen to to 
to all kinds, you know what I mean, just to help to help me uh, just to draw closer to the Lord and, and, and speak forth the word, you know what I mean? I, and my key thing in picking a song, a you know, worship song, is is it is it singing the word, you know what I mean? Because, I, 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 you know, it says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And, and you know, I, I appreciate the songs people write when they talk about their personal struggles and things like that, and or they may talk about some things, but, but man, I love uh, scripture-based songs, you know what I mean? Because they, they, I, I can pull them up, you know, in times of, of weariness or confusion, and and uh, I can just sing the word, just sing the word to myself, and and uh, encourage myself in the Lord as it, as it goes about. So I, I, that's what I want to kind of embark on. And a lot of times we look at worship has become so uh, popular, or some would say commercialized in the last ten years. You know, the the number one selling late night compilation hit <laughs> back in my day it was called KTL records. That's what KTL would sell all the compilation hits was, was a, was a worship, was a worship thing. And when people saw that you had record companies going out, you know, buying up Christian labels and, uh, and, and, and buying up everything. And, and to, to the point where, uh, you know, they were just doing it to make money, you know what I mean? And, and, and they come up with a formula and you can hear it in some of the songs. It's a formula, but then you can hear Someplace where it breaks out of the formula, you know what I mean, and it and, and it, it just encourages your soul, and it takes you to another level. Uh, even even in my church, you know, what I mean, sometimes people get a little bit tired when they come to my church. We always have what we call a water break after worship, because if you never used to being in our church, you need you need some water. Yeah, you, know I mean? you need to take a water break because we're gonna sing for like about forty five minutes. You know, what I mean, we, we're gonna we're gonna sing, we're gonna worship, and we're gonna try to get that to get that breakthrough. And, and, and I, and I know it, 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 you have to cut something out. So, you know, we cut the frills out. We don't have video announcements or nothing like that. And we make the sermon sermon shorter, but man, the experience that you have doing, during worship is something that just really can't be replaced. You'll take that with you long before you remember the things of that sermon, that song will resonate in your heart in your mind. And, you know, you go in there and listen to it and, and uh, we see lots of people breaking down and crying during worship, you know, because the Holy Spirit is just dealing with them with them one on one, and that's something that really can't can't be replaced. You know, I'm I'm reminded of David in the fifty first Psalm, uh, where you know I'm, I'm going to start uh, at verse eight. Uh, he said, "Let me hear sounds of joy and happiness again. Let the bones you crushed be happy again. Don't look at my sins; erase them all." God, create a pure heart in me and make my spirit strong again. Don't push me away or take your Holy Spirit from me. You help make me so happy. Give me that joy again. Make my spirit strong and ready to obey you. I will teach the guilty how you want them to live and sinners will come back to you. God, spare me from the punishment of death. My God, you are the one who saves me. Let me sing about all the good things you do for me. My Lord, I will open my mouth and sing your praises. You don't really want sacrifices or I will give them to you. The sacrifice that God wants is a humble spirit. God, you will not turn away someone who comes with a humble heart and is willing to obey you. You know, and, and right in there in the midst of all that, you know, he says, you know, he says, you know, I want to I want to I want to hear. I want to be happy. I want your joy again. You know, let me sing about the good things you do for me. You know, I want me open my mouth and, and sing your praises. You know what I mean? And. And and that has a transforming effect upon us. You know, what I mean, I, you know, in our kids program that we run every summer, 
one of the favorite parts for most of the kids is is our it's chapel time. And the sad thing about it is I could tell the uh, Christian kids from the not or the church kids from the non church kids. The church kids when we get to chapel time and we get to singing the songs, they go hmm hum, you know, and they just kinda of half sing and nod their head and and drag along with it because, you know, I mean that's what they grew up on, that's what they know. You know, it's just song time. But the 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 non Christ non church kids, man, they're singing all loud and jumping up and down and and, and and beating the tambourine and dancing and singing the song and they love it. They don't want to stop. They want to keep singing. They want to keep going. Yeah, you know I mean, and it's such a, it's such, it's just such a dysfunction to look in a room and see some kids standing there, you know, staring at the wall or half singing, no emotion, no enthusiasm. Then you see another bunch of kids singing with all this emotion and enthusiasm, and then you know you would think it was the other way around, but it's really the the ones who, who go to church who are like, oh, hum this again. And the other ones are like, man, this is wonderful, you know, because they they don't get it, you know, and, and, and they're just happy to be able to express themselves and the joy they're feeling that. And even when we're picking things to do on the last night to show, you know, to show our parents like, to, you know, do a play or a skit or a presentation, they always want to sing the songs. They want to sing the songs for their parents, you know, because they come home with their parents and they come home singing these songs and they, they won't stop singing these songs. You know what I mean? It goes on. And I'm going to have to bring them to church because they keep singing these songs. And, you know, and sometimes we don't we don't we don't understand the, the joy and benefit that that brings us. And so sometimes when I go to a church, you know, it, it's like, uh, you know, you got this, this modern formula nowadays where you sing three, you know, maybe four songs. And and that's fine. I mean, to, to me, if if you're. If you're a believer and, and, you know, you're in your word and everything's going good for you, you sing three or four songs, that's good. I mean, you, you know, you, you're exposed to it every day. You don't have to go that route. But, man, what about the person who's sitting there that's, that has a heaviness? What about that person that needs a breakthrough? What about that person that needs to be surrounded in an atmosphere of praise? You know what I mean? That, that needs that that needs to feel, that needs to hear about the love of God, that needs to hear the, 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 the encouraging words that come from from our songs or, or to be able to learn how to praise God because they don't know how to praise God. You know, uh, I'm more of a charismatic guy. And sometimes in service when the worship leader will say, just worship God on your own. Then the church goes almost quiet, right? Because most people don't really know how to worship God on their own. They can do it with the song, you know, and sing the song. But as far as uh, what to say, they don't know. I mean, and it's really picked up in song. If you like read the book of Psalms, which is the book of songs, you read up at how to say God, you know, God, you're holy, God, I love you, you know, you're you're righteous, you're this, you're that, uh, and we don't even know how to describe God, you know, we just don't even know the words to use, and and so people kind of go flat because we don't know, you know what I mean, and and the, and how I I uh, I delineate between worship and praise is is that you know to praise someone, you know, you don't really have to know them, you know what I mean, I can just say, wow, you know, man, that was a great speech or a good game you had. You know, that person is an excellent athlete. I can bring praise upon them. But to worship that person, that means I put that person in a, on a higher place than myself. And, and I really have to know that person. I really have to have some kind of relationship with that person to get in there to, to, to really worship them. I can praise them by saying good things about them. But worship means that, that, that now they're, they're starting to influence my life. You know, it's starting to influence my life. You know what I mean? You're starting to let that thing thing carry over. You know what I mean? It's like uh like that 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 kid in school that 
that uh, you know that you you don't have a big brother and you worship this guy's your big brother and you start imitating certain things that they do or carrying over and 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 you find yourself being like them because because you're worshiping them and and, and that's what wor- worship has that effect of it starts to change you praise you can give a person praise and it doesn't it doesn't necessarily affect you but worship when you start worshiping someone that means you put them in that special place man it starts affecting you because they're in that special place. That's a place that you seek to occupy yourself. That means they're doing something that, that, that you're not doing. You know what I mean? You know, it's like the difference between praising an athlete and worshiping one. You know, when you start wearing his jerseys, cutting your hair like he cuts his hair, uh, <laughs> naming your children after him and everything like that, that's worship. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's when you get into worship. That's just not praise. It's, it's, it's having an effect. It's having a change. It's, it's you place this person in a high and high standing and high things that they go there. And and the highest standing is reserved reserved for the Lord. That's what it's reserved for. It's for the Lord. Now, you know, before coming to Christ, we do have other gods we put before us. It could be ourself, it could be our career, uh, you know, it could be certain things that we do. It could be it could be it could be material things such as money, food or whatever. And and those are the things we worship. Those are the things that we that we elevate in our life. Those are the things that 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 we pay pay homage to that we that we bow to, you know, and and God comes in and when when salvation comes in, He says, now I occupy, you know, the highest place in your life, and I'm to be worshipped, and and learning and you have to learn how to worship Him, yeah, I mean, because worship is a reflection of Him, and you have to know Him to reflect Him, you know, to properly reflect Him. So you have to get you have to you have to get to know Him, and that's when. And digging into the word becomes important, but also you know having that time of of just singing. You know, I, I would go into my room uh, when I first got saved because someone told me that worship was important, and I would close my door and make sure the windows were were, were, were nice and sealed and, and everything like that. Put a towel up under the door so no no voices would get out, and I, I would go in there and I would just worship the Lord. And a few little songs I knew. Right. That I learned in church and I would make up songs. I, you know, I was a DJ, so I would take secular songs and change them into Christian. <laughs> I would take the beat and I would change it. I would take Bible verses and put them down to it. And that way I would read the Bible to a certain beat and I would change the words around. And I, because I had all those beats in my head running around, I had to find a way to clean them up. And I figured, you know, it always takes a negative to clean up a positive. So. The kind of music I listened to, because there was no gospel hip hop back in the early '80s. I listened to country gospel, the Oak Ridge Boys, uh, everything. Like I figured, if anything was gonna get these beats out of my head, it was gonna be that. <laughs> and so, man, I would sit there and, and listen to this one radio station called uh, KJOJ, the Joy of Jesus. You know what I mean? And Next up, the Oak Ridge Boy. And I'd be sitting up there just going. Didn't like it at first, but, man, I would sing them songs, and I would uh, I would praise the Lord. And, and I remember the first contemporary Christian music that somebody gave me was, uh, was a, a, a Glad cassette. And um, oh, what's that, what's that family group? It's a, it's a family. Uh, they came in this family group. But that was my two little cassettes, man. I would have a nice hot worship time, you know, in there until I start, you know, just learning songs at church and would sing them in there. And I would get in my room and sing and spin and 
jump and clap and shout and you know, of course nobody was home, but I was still locked in my room. And uh and, and, and it freed me and it allowed me to to to, to gain an access to the throne and to the kingdom and, and, a, and a mindset and a way with God that was totally different than anything else. So you're listening to Isaiah 61, the radio program with Spirit of the Lord Church here on 980 The Mission. And uh, I'm Joe Sutton, and we're coming up on our break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about applying worship techniques. Spirit of the Lord Church is a multi-ethnic, multi-generational church impacting North Minneapolis and the greater Twin Cities. Emphasizing the four pillars of godly thinking, training up godly children, godly marriages, and outreach to the community. Spirit of the Lord has quickly become a staple to some of the people who need God the most. As they focus on Jesus Christ, grace and truth bind them together to become God's best. Join them for service every Sunday morning at 1030 at 1001 Penn Avenue North in Minneapolis. Spirit of the Lord Church, a proud sponsor of Isaiah 61. Mission listeners throughout the Twin Cities are calling the Good News Line. Call in and tell us what Bible teachers and topics have touched your life and why you listen each day. Share your favorite mission memories, and you could hear your voice on air. Yeah, just calling just to say my appreciation. I want you to know that I listen every morning. Thank you for being a great station. Call the Good News Line today at 651-289-4434. Thanks for listening to AM980 The Mission. Welcome back to Isaiah 61, the radio ministry of Spirit of the Lord Church. I'm Pastor Joe Sutton, and we're talking about worship. I was just finishing up sharing my story with you about, about just how, you know, I was just worshiping my room, and, and, uh, and you know, and pretty soon, uh, you know, the, the shyness broke off, and, and, uh, and I was just uh, worshiping the sanctuary, and it got to a point, it was so funny that, that all the young people would sit in the sanctuary wherever me and a couple of my buddies were sitting because, you know, we just didn't hold back, you know what I mean? And they would go there. Our church was, uh, was a charismatic church at the time, but it had gotten a little sophisticated. You know, it used to be the wild dancing place, and then, you know, people got more mature. And then uh, with the young people came along, you know, they were a little stifled, but, you know, we helped liven it up a bit. And uh, one of the things that made me really come out of my shell, so to say, with worship is it was this old missionary couple. They were like 77 years old when I met them. And, man, they would dance the whole worship time. I'm like, these people old, you know, and then that just that competitive side of me kicked in. I'm like, I am not letting no old person outdo me. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even during the slow worshipful songs, they would dance together, holding each other's hands, spinning each other around. Uh, you know, they were, you know, as as they would say, they were a hoot, you know what I mean, you know, when it came came to doing that. And it, it just kinda kinda motiv- motivated me on the good works. You know what I mean? That sometimes when you say like, Oh, I'm kinda tired, you know, you kinda go through the motions with clapping your hands and singing and then you realize that, man, you know, the Holy Spirit is there to energize you. Allow God to worship through you. You know what I mean? You don't have to worship yourself. You don't have to give him that that kind of a sacrifice, you know, nice, good, holy sacrifice. And so, so we would, uh, I would just, I learned how to allow God to worship through me. 
But I just want to tell you some key areas of worship and that we'll, we'll cover and get a little deep in these next few weeks. And, and one of the things is, is spiritual warfare. You know, when you're going through a trying time, when it seems like everything has been dumped on your back, when it seems like no matter where you turn or what you decide, there's an obstacle there and uh, you're heavy hearted or whatever, man, praise helps you break through. Praise helps break that. You know, you know, praise, praise is in itself not the thing. It's the word. But praise helps launch the word. Yeah, you know I mean, because when you start singing the word and declaring the word, yeah, you know I mean, there's an effect that happens in there. You know, and 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 the biblical basis that we look at David when when Saul was being tormented by an evil spirit, you know, uh, he called for David. They said there is a musician in the land that when he plays, you know, what I mean, he breaks yokes. And when when David would would play, and you know, in worship. Man, so a peace came over Saul. You know what I mean? You know, he didn't even have to go to anger management classes. He didn't have to take no, no, nothing with an all on it, no, no written all, no, nothing. He didn't tell it all. You know, he just had a peace come over that they came in as, as, as David played. And, and so, because the anointing on his life and it was there. So worship can, can, can help, help in that area, can help soothe that area. You know, as, as I said earlier, it, it, music calms the savage beast, you know, and that has definitely been the uh, thing in our household. You know, my wife and I share a little story with you uh, as we as we close is that my wife, uh, I can tell how bad the kids had been on what was playing when I came home. If I came home and Alexander Scorby was reading the Bible, yeah, you know I mean, then I knew they'd been acting up. Yeah, you know I mean, because she didn't send them to bed and then she didn't put the Bible on. And it's in Alexander, but in the beginning was the word. The word was good. And I go like, oh, what did they do, right? But if I came home and her solitude CD was playing, which is a uh, like a like an intercessory prayer, song music CD she has, that, that, then I knew they really cut up. Yeah, you know I mean, you know, they really cut up. She put that one in. You know, my kids to this day, I tell you, they hated that CD. They say, I don't know what it is about that CD, but it made us go to sleep. <laughs> I knew they must have really done something for her to put the intercessory prayer CD on. That means she's in there praying somewhere and the music and they'd be knocked out, you know, in there and, and going in there. But, 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 but that's what my wife had learned. She learned that I needed to go to the work. You know what I mean? Not just the music. You know what I mean? You know, we didn't pop in any, uh, you know, Hillsong or Kurt Frank or anything like that. We look for word. You know, what I mean, something that was gonna bring the word to deal with what we were what we were dealing with. You know, whatever thing was trying to stir up in our household, we went to the word, and and that's what worship does. Worship gets there. So as you learn how to worship, and as you incorporate worship into your life, you're also incorporating a tool into your life that can help you when it comes to spiritual warfare. You you may not uh, know the prayer to pray. You know what I mean? For someone, a healing prayer, you know, or anything like that. But, you know, if you got a song that you can just sing over them, you know, just singing a song over them, you know what I mean? Singing the word over them is it, it, a, a powerful tool. You know, it's just a powerful tool that you can do is to sing the word over them. And you remember that. Now, growing up in the Catholic tradition, you know, uh, we sang the word. You know, <laughs> we, we sang the word. I didn't realize it until I had gotten out. You know what I mean? But, you know, you know, our little responses were Bible verses 
but we sing them in response. You know what I mean? You know, I mean, you know, our father, we sing it. You know what I mean? You know, we, we sing our father. And it's two reasons why, because the singing part of your brain is different than the verbal talking part of your brain. Speech therapists, when someone loses their ability to speak, uh, speech therapists use music and singing to train people how to talk again, because in that part of the brain is totally different with you, how you sing. So people who can't even talk can sing with clarity, but yet talk kind of mumble. You know what I mean? So they try to train through that part of the brain to get them in there. And then another part of worship that, 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 that you'll find out that is, that is soothing for you, not just in a spiritual warfare thing, but in learning the word of God, because you're singing the word of God, you're learning the word of God, the word of God becomes powerful in and there. But also in drawing close to God, you know, worship helps you draw close to God because it helps you know who God is and it helps you place him in that position. Of, and, and you know you're not equal with him because you're worshiping him and you're singing unto him. Worship is a powerful tool, y'all. You know what I mean? You know, and Christian radio is a, is a great deliverer of that tool. So I want to encourage you this week, you know, that you speak in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, you know, making a melody in your heart. You know what I mean? Just go around singing those tunes, singing a hymn, blessing yourself, and blessing others. And we're going to get more into this worship topic next week. God bless you. And as always, share the word of God. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.